Welcome to episode 70 of Keep the Kayfabe. Yes, that's right, 7-0, our 70th episode. And happy Martin Luther King Day to everybody out there. Stick taps to Martin Luther King Jr. He's the man. I'm Mike, sitting here with my boys, ready to talk some wrestling. And I'm excited about today because we got a lot of topics on the agenda that um, are pretty... uh, I'd love to hear what you all think. And uh, before we get acclimated with the boys, let's run it down real quick here. I mean, AEW is crushing it with this MJF, Wardlow, possible face turn. He just wrestled CM Punk this last Dynamite, which has been super, super fun. Uh, Also, the WWE is criticizing the women's hardcore match that took place probably about two weeks ago that we covered last episode in episode 69. Make sure you catch that one. But also our top story, the WWE... Pretty much just can't get it out out of their own way when it comes to PR. They're actually going forward with hosting their popular pay-per-view Elimination Chamber in Saudi Arabia. A country that actually has Elimination Chambers. It's fucking crazy. And we're going to get to all the details about that story and more. But before we do that, let's introduce the boys real quick. Over in Glendale, somebody who keeps it regal. My guy, Steve Grobschmidt. How are you, Grabby? Because the House of Black always wins oh yeah baby and they're gonna win and they're gonna win every all the more when julia hart joins them this week i would love to see that you can kind of see it coming with that black eye patch she kind of got the the kiss that lured her in maybe the black mist put a spell on her and she's lured in she tried to get them to stop attacking uh malachi yeah she's she's turning oh yeah the story is developing and yeah we, we might get a chance to cover that one soon, but we're very excited about what's happening there. Let's cruise down to Bayview real quick. Talk to my guy who keeps it freshly squeezed, Mr. Matt Michelson. How are you, Matt? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. <laughs> Vince isn't making any more friends this week with uh, another person we might get to that wanted his release and actually had something really good to say. I'm actually really pulling for this guy. But we'll get to that probably later as well in topics. And now, let's stay down in Bayview. The guy who is Busted Open's favorite caller (laughs) that they never knew they had until this last week. Oh my god! It's Charlie Michael! The Elite. The the Elite. That's all I got. (laughs) That's all you need. Yep. Super kick party! (laughs) Love it. So, yeah, as I just mentioned, Charlie uh, called in this past week. I don't listen to Busted Open. I let the boys uh, listen to that, and then I catch up through them. But Charlie actually got on the air, and I heard it went really, really well. The topic was stereotypes in the WWE. And if you're a longtime listener of um, Keep the Kayfabe, Charlie's Corner is full of it. I'm glad he could spread his message to the masses. So, yeah. Charlie, tell us about your experience on the show real quick, because I I didn't get a chance to listen live like the other boys did. 
Yeah, it was pretty cool. I got I was surprised I got in so quick. Um I just called the, the line and Gabby picked up and she's like, You wanna talk you wanna talk about uh stereotypes? I'm like, Yep. And then <laughs> they had a caller that I was pretty much on. You know, I just kinda explained that WWF has a lot of stereotypes with the wrestlers. You know, a lot of black guys are always dancing and singing and the Mexicans are super Mexican-y and, you know, it can just never be regular characters. They always have to be some stereotype or stereotype of character, caricature, you know, it can just, they always got to do something like, I think the only one that's not like a huge character, even though they had him at times like a pimp is Bobby Lashley when he had the, um, when he was like kind of doing that thing with MVP, but you know, like everybody, from the new day to dancing and throwing pancakes out to the street profits yep. to, you know, you name it, you know, they have all these caricatures, you know, the, they're Asian guys and high and tie and everything. It's, it's always warriors. Some, yeah. It's always something with them, you know, Guy it's like tie. a Looney Tunes. It's like a Looney Tunes cartoon, like those old yeah. cartoons yeah. would like promote stereotypes yeah. all the time. One dimensional. Like, yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. just still stuck in it. It's just, it's just crazy to see. Yeah. Wrestling yeah, is entertainment. It, yeah. But I mean, this is 2022 and yeah. a lot's changed, but WWE doesn't seem to. So, Charlie, yeah. Love that you yeah. got on the show and spread the message. Man, and- I kind of cut you off. Did you have something to say? I was just going to mention, I was lucky enough to listen live when Charlie called in. And it was a really cool conversation. I mean, obviously, it's great hearing one of your buddies on the radio. But I think what was more amazing is um, Dave LaGreska and Bully Ray actually had a really good conversation for about five minutes after Charlie's call got cut off. Um, so definitely they, some good just points. Cut, I mean, yeah. Was, yeah, great conversation. Um, you know, it's funny listening to that show. Uh, there was probably three or four different callers before Charlie, who were all immediately yeah. turned away because they're just yeah, goofballs, just terrible. Yeah. I was like, getting shit. really, I was getting like, really nervous for Charlie because I was like, like, how do I follow that? Lagreca and Bully Ray were like getting legit pissed off, and I'm like, oh god, yep. like they're gonna have no patience if you like stumble or anything. But no, yep. you like you like turned it around for them, which is great. Yeah, it was great too because as I heard them hanging up on one person after the next, I just kept thinking, okay, Charlie's on the line. He's just got to get through. <laughs> And this is his chance <laughs> and then all of a sudden i hear dave lagreca mentioned charlie in milwaukee i'm like it's got <laughs> right away oh, yeah. it's the only one dude the only one <laughs> i'm yeah. uh i'm just excited that in, in that's two friends of mine in two weeks my buddy yeah gary, that's who, crazy my buddy gary is a longtime listener of keep the kayfabe and um he got on a couple weeks ago and talked to tommy uh dreamer and did dave and charlie got on that's that's pretty exciting i can't imagine it's easy to get on because it's a national it's like the yeah. top show on fight nation it's 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 a big deal mm-hmm. yep i was For lucky sure. i can't believe i got on so quick i thought i they would change the topic i'd get hung up on but it was like two i think i was the third caller in and i was like oh shit here i am let's go I thought about drawing up a contract later that day when I heard you uh, were on the show, <laughs> so they don't steal you. Oh yeah, uh, it's a matter of time. Wow. I'll be keep. I'll be calling in more. Oh, bro, you can replace bully. <laughs> no, but it's just a good show because they were talking about. I mean, because it started about the uh, Italian character they have on NXT, and they're you know Dan they're doing Angelo. those goofy, yeah, yeah, they're doing those stupid characters, and it's like 1985 called. They want their uh, their gimmick back. That stuff's. That stuff doesn't work this, anymore today, you know. Vincent, Vincent, Bruce Pritchard, I think, if I were to yeah. guess, is yeah, oh, totally, Pritch- totally yeah, up Pritchard's there, alley. Right. 
Yeah. yeah, there was a thing last week that Pritchard's running NXT basically, so they're yeah, gonna right. keep with the goofy his, stuff. His his glory days were were that era where they did yeah. that corny stuff. They're they're going with what made him money in the past, and unfortunately, that's not the case thirty years later. No, yeah, I still think it is. Yep, I know the times are a changing, but the WWE just isn't keeping are up. Are changing, yep. It, and that's what's going to be taking them down. And another thing that's probably going to take them down a couple more notches is having an elimination chamber in uh. Saudi Arabia. I mean, we've expressed our opinions on this show uh, since we started in the past when they've had Crown Jewel or the Super Royal Rumble or whatever the hell they call it. Uh, we pretty much, I mean, I haven't watched any WWE uh, for a long time just because of the product and because of AEW. I'm focusing on that and my time is... You know, I just there's not enough hours in the day. But honestly, I just don't want to support it. But this show in particular, whenever they have these crown jewel shows where they go overseas, I definitely don't want to support it. Steve and Charlie actually made me hip to that because I just I didn't get it at first. But when you come to think about it, it's pretty fucked up that they're just kind of making this deal just as a big money grab to go over there when it's such a you know a messed up country in so many different ways, and um, they have, I mean. They're making a little bit of progress. I mean, they're having women wrestle their matches when normally fully, they wouldn't. Fully, but... fully dressed with. You right. Know, yeah. So, uh, so they're making. Yeah. Who wants so to watch making, someone like... wrestle while they're fully dressed? Come on. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, just, they just look goofy, you know, but right. I guess it's, but yeah. Yeah. I think but that's anyways. WWE's mentality is that they're trying to change it. But yeah, but go on. Yeah. yeah. They're, oh, they're not, they're not, they're, there's no good. They're in not heart. that they're, important. They're, they're, they're no. doing it for the, they're doing it because it's a profit off. They make oh, off that show. billion or whatever. Yeah. Oh, it's basic. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually blacked out that match in Saudi Arabia or, or whatever markets <laughs> that show it. Like they don't show it, but they show it in America where it's like, these women are doing something that's never been done before. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that, and only people that did see the match was who attended it live. Uh, <laughs> yes, so, wouldn't but, surprise me. That's my opinion. But anyway, Elimination Chamber, as you know, it's a, it's a big uh, steel cage with multiple little chambers around the steel cage. Uh, totally enclosed, kind of like a Hell in the Cell, but more of like an octagon UFC style with a roof. Um, I think Eric Bischoff is the one that conceived it, as he likes to break about. But one by I one, thought, wrestlers. I thought it was Jericho. There's, yeah, they both lay claim to it. I, I feel okay, like did Jericho do. lay claim to the Money in the Bank matches? I think that was what Jericho's known for. Oh, was it okay? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think I remember specifically. That was Bischoff's big contribution to WWE when oh, he was yeah. there for a short yeah, time. Right, but um, yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's not. It's not why we're talking about it here tonight. I mean, as we said, Saudi Arabia is a pretty fucked up country, and bringing this style of match to it um, is pretty controversial. And there was what? one person on. Uh, was it busted open? Is who was it? Dave it was Meltzer, Meltzer is the one that made a comment. I, I was trying to pull it up as we're talking the exact quote, but it's kind of, I don't know if he pulled it down, but basically what he said was, you know, alluding to the fact that it's named Elimination Chamber, which is what they put Jews in during the World War II. And mm -hmm. he said something about how, like, they must be going with Saudi Arabia because Auschwitz has a uh, COVID 
uh, uh, lockdown right now. And people blasted him over it because how, you know, you can't make comparisons like that, but Dave Meltzer's Jewish. And he said, I don't, I don't make that lightly. I'm, what I'm saying is that like, this is a brutal regime that actually has elimination chambers of their own. And you're, keeping that awful name with that connotation in a country that has actually banned Judaism. Like it's just so gross and tone deaf and awful that. So, I mean, he apologized for those, the offended, but there's a lot of people also defending him. It's like, dude, you don't need to apologize. Like people should not be defending this. Like Steve mentioned before these shows in Saudi Arabia and Mike, you mentioned this too. They've always kind of had this weird dark cloud over them as far as just the politics behind WWE being there to begin with. Because you can think about it like any company or entertainment sector or show that does a show from Saudi Arabia or one of those countries that typically the U.S. has had tariffs or bans against, things like that. Um it's just it leaves the wrong idea for people right it's sort of like that wcw show in north korea in the mid 90s right not too far removed from that same feeling there was a show i want to say a couple years ago uh i think it was the wwe extreme rules was it house of horrors or the horror show at extreme rules i think is what it was they called it they gave some weird name to extreme rules i believe it was the horror show at extreme rules this was around the same time that like COVID outbreaks were really on the rise near the beginning of the pandemic, actually. And, you know, WWE was kind of almost joking tongue in cheek about the pandemic through the name of this pay-per-view. And everybody just came out almost laughing, saying like, you guys are joking, right? I feel like we're in that exact same situation again and a little bit of the WCW show from the mid-90s. It just, historically, WWE has never really had a good knack for doing these things in a very tactful way i mean and there's very little you can do when you're in saudi arabia obviously but at the same time you know at least do you know show some effort to show like okay well we're trying to do right by this we realize we're in this now there's no getting out of this deal with saudi arabia but we can at least try to save face and put on the you know the best show we can while being sensitive to people's thoughts heritages needs things like that well elimination chamber has been around for years and um they they have to call it something else in Germany. They I think it's no way out because of the obvious elimination oh, wow. chamber. Yeah, no, they've had to do that for years. So yeah, then I you go to that. this like brutal regime. It's like, could you think maybe that's not a good name to go with? I mean, we're not gonna change nobody's gonna change their mind on going to Saudi Arabia, but rename it. Yeah. It's uh when is this taking place? Is it coming up in February? I think so usually. because it, yeah, it's because yeah, yeah. it's elimination chamber fast lane WrestleMania usually. Right. Okay. Yeah, I have to believe it's in February cuz the Royal Rumble's coming up. I want to say in about a week or two. Um still in January and then the elimination chamber should be after that. All right. Yeah, so there's still time to rethink this a little bit cuz No, they're not they're not yeah. rethinking it. It's a I think deal. they might rename it. There's talk about that. Oh, but they're not they're not bailing. I mean, they're not going to bail out of Saudi by any means, but they might rename it as the last I saw. Well, that's good. Well, I mean, it's not up to us, but hopefully, um, you know, somebody talks some sense into the yes men out there and the WWE boardroom. Um, it would be good to see an effort to try to change because I don't know. Like I said, I don't think WWE can just get out of their own way a lot of times. Um, and also, well, it was, uh, was it Mustafa Ali? Uh, is that the dude's name that asked for his release? 
Ali, yeah. his name? Yep. Mm-hmm. Ali, yeah. He said he, I really liked what he, the quote he had to say. He said, like, I'm, I'm here to, I think my story is much better uh, than what I'm able to tell here in WWE, and I'm not allowed to tell it, so that's why I want to get out. And I really have to agree with him. I mean, he was thrown a bone uh, when I read the rap sheets on these Crown Jewel shows before. They did put him over in certain matches, and I think that's pretty cool to put the hometown boy over. I mean, that's what wrestling, you know, totally is, and what it should be. I mean, aside from the Montreal Screwjob, but that's another show. Hmm. But um, I really hope that... I, I think this guy is a good wrestler, and I like to see the diversity. Uh, and he was, like, he kind of had, like, the great moveset. He wasn't the biggest guy, but he wasn't that small either. He was very athletic and entertaining and could keep up with some of the best of them. And um, he's not being used in the U.S., that's for sure. And um, I'm glad that he's standing up for himself and to put out a quote into the media like that because I think more people will pull for him and, and it would ensure of him finding a job somewhere where, you know, we'll, we'll want to keep following him and support him too. So, I don't know. There's a big shift going on. Sounds kind like there right was the kind of prevailing rumor out there was that he had some sort of argument in November with Vince about something, oh, yeah. presumably this creative that he wanted to tell. And uh, that's why he hasn't basically been on television since November. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I, you know, you can just, I mean, you, you know, the cynical anti WWE mentality we have, you can kind of assume like they probably wanted to go directions with him that, you know, he's this legit in his own right, interesting case, like story of his own where he's like, you know, like I think he was like a police officer or something, or he's got an interesting background. They could totally play in a real modern normal way, but you, you they probably were trying to figure out some corny again, going back yeah. to our last point, stereotypical, like let's do something like a, you know, knowing Vince, like, well, let's make him a terrorist or something. Like, it's just yeah. who knows what they wanted to do. Yeah. And he's got to, yeah, you don't, you don't need to too. go there. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I think he'll have no trouble. I mean, he's like thirty-five. It's not like he's just fresh out of wrestling camp. But uh, yeah, no, I think he's, he's he'll land somewhere ring. like easily. I assume sure. they're gonna. That's the other thing you're, that people are speculating is that you know, like WWE in the past wouldn't always. If people requested, they'd kind of screw them over and like keep them on the books as long as humanly possible. But given this sort of budget cut, uh, they've been communicating outward. They might just grant him his release. So I guess we'll probably find out. Right. WWE, I think historically, you know, Steve, you mentioned, you know, we're typically kind of. I think cynical when it comes to WWE and uh, you know, we don't keep that a secret by any means on the show. I think a big reason for that though, isn't just preference. I think that's part of it, but I also think it's a lot of WWE continuing to prove us correct. Right? Like historically it's never been the land of artistic expression there. Um, we've seen countless people ask for their release and get their release in some cases for that exact issue. I think the most famous one is John Moxley. Um, he's been very open about, just WWE and having all these ideas and trying to fight against the ideas that were fed to him along the way um, with very little success. And, you know, then we see him jump over to AEW the moment he leaves and suddenly he's this, I'll dare to say stone cold Steve Austin adjacent character. And he's just killing it right now. Obviously he's out right now with some personal issues and hopefully he's getting better and comes back. He's soon coming back. I think he's coming back, back this weekend. month. This, oh, he's yeah. back awesome. this weekend. Actually, this weekend he's doing the GCW show. Oh, that'd be awesome! Yeah, yeah. I, I really good show. Just sucks. There's yeah. so much. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. 
I would watch that show, but there's like there's the Packer game going on. There's um there's a UFC fight and the GCW all on all on Saturday night. It's gonna be tough viewing. Watch the, it delayed. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, the GCW show is gonna be really good. That that card's really good, actually. It's it's a good card. Yeah. And, and and they're doing it at the Hammerstein, which is you know which is Ring of Honor Classic. and ECW's had some killer shows there. Nice. Yeah. It's good to see that John Moxley's going to be back. Um, yeah, I think I AEW's really been missing him, and actually, we'll get to that here in a little bit. It feels like there's a little bit of a disconnect with the show, and I think John Moxley may be a part of that. Wow. Yeah, I know we've kind of forgotten about John Moxley uh, a little bit. We know he's been go- struggling with some with some personal issues, and he went to rehab, but he's been off TV. But it's it's been a little while now. Um, what what? I mean, I can't remember. What did you say? Like four months, something like that? Uh, no, I think maybe two days. Yeah. yeah, probably sixty or ninety days. That's really? usually, that's usually what See, go in for inpatient for. Sixty or ninety. It was at the start of that tournament that they had. Oh yeah, that's right. Because okay. he he like yeah, beat the shit longer. out of like ten or whatever his name is, and uh, it was clearly setting up for him to do like the spot that Daniel that Brian Danielson wound up kind of filling as the heel. Nice. All right. Well, yeah, we would love to see him back in action because AEW is filling up. Uh, AEW, actually, one of the best stories going on right now is MJF, a Wardlow friction. Uh, We've been saying it for a long time. When is this going to happen? But Wardlow had his biggest shot against his most popular opponent probably to date this last Wednesday at uh, AEW Dynamite against CM Punk. And uh, you knew Wardlow was going to get his shit in. He's obviously the bigger of the two, younger, more, more, um, you know, strength-wise. He should dominate CM Punk. Uh, he gave him probably seven or eight at power bombs. <laughs> MJF was calling for more, 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 you know, as you think you would. But uh, CM Punk still undefeated in AEW. Puts him in a small package uh, when he was in between Wardlow's legs for the other, uh, the last power bomb that MJF insisted, and CM Punk gets the win, which made MJF and Wardlow equally uh, very very upset. So, what uh, are we going to see this uh, turn probably this coming week? Are you thinking what was? I can't remember what happened I've... quite at the end. Was there some kind you of you know new there was match some coming? friction and then um, they announced that uh, Sean Spears is going to be the one that now takes on CM Punk okay. this week. No, I I mean it could be this week, but to me it seems more likely if they're going to do it soon. Which yeah, I think I think the reason Wardlow's been on TV every single week now is because they're now getting to the climax of this story. I don't think they're going to drag this out for months. But no, I actually okay. think in two weeks, not this not this Wednesday, but the one after is in. Wardlow's hometown of Cleveland. That would be a perfect place to get the the monster pop if he turns on on MJF. So, I would imagine there'll be shenanigans, and obviously, and obviously Sean Spears isn't going to be the one to hand CM Punk a loss this week. Uh, so, I think I don't know. That's my prediction. I think in uh, to the next Dynamite, it's gonna they're gonna pull the trigger in his hometown, and that'll be a uh, second only to Adam Cole, baby pop that uh, that Wardlow will get when he finally does it. Yeah, yeah. Nice. totally agree. It's Wardlow's in a spot now where they've definitely pulled the trigger on this turn. I think at this point, it, it's been teased forever, but now with the weekly appearances and yeah. things like that, it it's time. 
Um, as far as the match between Wardlow and uh, CM Punk this past week, it was a good match. Um, I, it, I say yeah. that kind of with a high-pitched voice, like I'm holding something back. And I, I think I might be a little bit just, you know, stepping back and thinking about it. it. In the moment when that match was about to come on TV, I was really excited for it. I had no idea who was going to win. And honestly, I, I didn't like either possible outcome because – to me, it would have been really fun and cool to see Wardlow just destroy CM Punk. Now, the only downside to that is it puts a kind of a big wrinkle in the story of CM Punk having to get through all of MJF's henchmen to get to MJF. So, in a way, I feel like CM Punk had to win the match, um, which, you know, the way the match was done, Wardlow is obviously very new. And, you know, to some extent, I think he's been exposed a little bit in some of these longer matches. Thankfully, the, you know, how many times can I powerbomb this guy shtick is really working out well for him, especially on his way to turning babyface, because it gives him something he can do in the matches to kill some time and put some serious damage on his opponent. So, um, so thankfully, AEW clearly has thought of all these things. It was the right decision from a booking standpoint. I'm just really excited for the turn. I can't wait to see it. And I really do want to see this match between CM Punk and MJF. Ever since we saw Full Gear when MJF took on Darby Allen, that match was just so awesome. Like, what a great way to kick off the show. Totally showed how good of a wrestler MJF can be if you give him the right opponent. And I think CM Punk is the guy to bring out the best in MJF. And maybe CM Punk or MJF will elevate CM Punk as well. I don't know. Anyway, a little bit of a tangent there, but overall... The match between Punk and Wardlow was fantastic. I like what AEW is doing with it. All the possible things that could happen are great. Nice. Charlie, do you think this Wardlow uh, pop is going to be big as we think it is? It'll it'll be it'll be big. I'm, I mean, I'm yeah. I mean, I, I, you, you guys are more Wardlow fans than I am. I mean, I he's okay. He doesn't do it for me. You know, I don't. I don't. Maybe someday down the road he's a star in a few years, but I don't, he's just not that interesting of a guy to me. To be honest, he's he's I cool. Think he's been well. We saw. I, I, I we prefer. Saw, I prefer. I mean, I'd rather if you if you were to say to me, would you rather see an Orange Cassidy match or a Wardlow match? I'd rather watch Orange Cassidy because he's got more moves. You know, Wardlow. Well, the thing is pretty limited. The thing is, Back back in like when I first got on with him, he was pulling out like some like back moonsaults off of like the ramp, and it, he was they, doing a big a long move set. Now that I is think interesting. Putting him in this box, yeah, like where they're kind of limiting him because they're like, okay, man, we're. I think it's going to be a hook situation, really. I think it's just going to be <laughs> like people hook, are going to yeah. think he only does one thing. But well, I've been seeing this other thing. Like I've been watching a little bit of dark here and there. If um, you know, when I was uh, busy in the candle workshop, I would throw it on YouTube. He's got this new move where he like puts this like the like the feet of the opponent on the turnbuckle, <laughs> then he holds their shoulders or them by the neck. Where the oh yeah, the, I've seen it. Where the yeah. body is totally perpend- uh, parallel to the mat, then he raises them up and drops them and gives them like a uppercut or a knee. Either or, but he's got that down. I haven't really seen that too much in the past from too many other people. I know he's got that in the bank that they haven't really put on air on mainstream TV yet. I want. I yeah. know he's. I Go know ahead. he's got a skill set that they're 
that they're waiting to unleash. And I think that's what they're going to do is they're going to be like, man, I thought this guy just does F10s and power bombs. Wow, there's more to this guy. So I'm sure Mark Henry that's and, what I'm thinking. I'm sure Mark Henry and Big Show are working with him to oh, have yeah. him work like a big man, like yeah, WWF yeah. style big man. So that's yeah. probably why he's not doing it a lot, but. Verdict's out. <laughs> he's okay. I mean, you guys like him. I mean, some people like him. So, I mean, I, I can't like, I mean, just because I don't, not impressed with him doesn't mean he's not, you know, he's not, he's not going to be a star, which he probably will be. But I just, I would just, what's that guy that um, Adam Cole wrestled um, that got hurt? Uh, Jake Atlas. Atlas. I, I was, I'd rather see Jake Atlas. He He was pretty, he was really good. I just mm-hmm. like guys that can do a lot. You know, I, I've always been like that. Some guys like power, big guys. That's just not my not my thing. You weren't a Psycho usually, Sid fan? No. <laughs> yeah. It's usually not mine either. But I was like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna try to, like, diversify yeah. my repertoire of people that I like and wrestling that I like to see. And Wardlow just kind of captured me in the early That's stages. Cool. You've That's why I just on the you, train. You, yeah, you've been his number one fan, and yeah, no, I think his moment is coming, and we'll see what the, what he yeah. can do with it. Yep. Definitely, definitely. And WWE actually uh, showed some interest in him. That I guess maybe his contract is getting towards the end, and they're aware of that, and they want to, you know, pitch him some money uh, to get Wardlow over to WWE, and he does fit the mold of what Vince likes. Vince has oh, always yeah. loved the big yeah. guys. He's young enough, yeah, and I mean, and I mean, honestly, he would, he would be like, some, yep. he would, you know, take a page out of Tony Khan's book and play the same game. Like, I'm going to take your nurtured talent and uh, get him in my, you know, circus that nobody gives a shit about that has half a brain, but whatever. But um, yeah, WWE uh, also had some opinions about uh, the women's hardcore match that we talked about last week, uh, Penelope Ford. And the bunny versus Tay J. Yeah, that's what they're called, right? Tay J. Tay J. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, they weren't they weren't really down with the blood, and I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of AEW fans that didn't really like to see it either. I was kind of skeptical, but I was like, man, they're kind of pushing the envelope. And like I said, I've never seen four hotter chicks in the ring at one time on TV to put on a match as brutal as that. So that's why I kind of have to give it up for them there, but. WWE kind of had some shit to say about it. Did you guys see that at all? Yeah, would you like to hear the quote, uh, friends? It is, if you look at the gory self-mutilation that bloodied several women in the December 31st event on TNT, it quickly becomes clear that these are very different businesses. We had an edgier product in the Attitude Era, and in in a 2022 world, we don't believe that type of dangerous and brutal display is appealing to network partners, sponsors, venues, the children, or the general public as a whole. Let's go to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. where they're like murder women and shit. Let's go to, uh, like, why? And children. How did how did the man become the big star she is? A bloody I mean, granted it was an accident, yep. but they marketed the shit out of it. I mean, it's like come they, on. They, they forget about the eye for eye match where they supposedly right. ran Rey Mysterio's eye into uh the steps. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Best commentary yeah. of Samoa Joe's career in that match. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's out. Out. Was that was that was that, <laughs> it's, out. that it's out. 
was was that before he got fired the first time or the second time? That was that he was before fired. both firings. <laughs> before the first. Okay. Oh, yeah. you remember? Okay. Good. Okay. I lost track. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't sure. Yeah. It's just. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah. I'm not. I actually, truth be told, could do with. I mean, we like we talked about last week. I could do with less blood, unless it serves a purpose. So I mean, you know, seeing the the bunny like covered in blood is that my cup of tea? No, but those women just busted their ass and actually like oh, yeah. ele- they took a but- never ending kind of lame feud and at least put a little bit of an exclamation on the end of it. It's yeah, mm-hmm. but like if you have a street fight or um text you know any kind of crazy match like that you have to have blood like wwe mm-hmm. has them they have, there's no blood dudes are running into cages and how is there no blood you know yeah. even if you fake the blood you know do do something you know i i give the bunny huge props you know for blading herself like that because she was bleeding like crazy yeah right yeah, I wonder how much of that was an accident and how much of it was, okay, we really need to sell this. Um, I think her blood started pumping, you know, and so yeah. she just kept pouring. Oh, she yeah. probably went a little further than her blade intended, but it still were, yeah. I mean, she's married to the blade, so. Is she? I didn't know that. Yeah, well, married her together, but they've been together I don't know a long time. They're for yeah. sure dating. They are oh, together. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow, I didn't know that. The yeah. blade probably taught her how to blade. <laughs> WWE guarantee thought of that word play. <laughs> the other thing that uh, people kept responding to WWE with was that match a few years ago that was uh, Brock Lesnar and uh, Orton. Oh, where Orton just way. elbowed the shit out of him to Hardway, and he was just pouring blood out. And I mean, obviously, that was 100% intentional. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a little hypocritical, too. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's one of those things where you know, WWE talks about this, but you know, Mike, to, you know, you kind of said it in jest, but the whole Saudi Arabia thing, right? Like, Oh, we can't show blood on TV as part of the story that we tell, but we'll partner with a real life hostile country and continue to make, you know, racist stereotypical characters all over our shows. Cause that's okay. But, but not blood. Yeah. Even though we've done that and some of our best matches have been because of it. And that statement that Steve read, I feel like it was just like chum in the water to get people feeding on WWE to get like people talking and commenting about what they said, even though they didn't put on that match that they would never, ever do. Um, So it's kind of like they're trying to capitalize a little bit off of AEW pushing that envelope, but also sparking some attention without actually doing it themselves which is just right. you know it's weak. shallow and yeah exactly and just the way the internet works and here we're talking about it now but i feel like in the history of pro wrestling like ha- taking the stance of being this better than you corporate you know company never works it always turns you into a heel in you know as a company all your characters i mean all their characters are basically heels anyway but as a company they are absolutely the heel company in this whole equation because on the other side of the coin you have aew doing all these things right by their wrestlers you know taking shots at wwe but rightfully so i mean you think back to the ecw days they would take shots at every other company out there on a regular basis and then put on these bloody matches and everybody loved it Everybody loved ECW at the time. So Mm -hmm. I feel like AEW is doing everything right. You know, like history shows, ECW got huge. Granted, they were bought out by WWE. But 
AEW has better TV deals. Their their viewership is significant given, you know, being an alternative to WWE. So, I, you know, everything they're doing, they're doing right. And I think the statement from WWE is just further proof of who WWE is as a company, which people are going to push back on. Yeah, and also I think those chicks got a pretty good payday putting on that type of match because I think the more brutal you get, the more you put more on the line, the more uh, zeros are in the paycheck. Because I've seen uh, Ty Conti down in Brazil right now taking a little family trip, and she's actually taking her new flame, Sammy Ugh. Guevara, the sex god, with him to meet the parents already. I can't wait till they break up. That story is actually that story is actually not like to a degree souring me on both of totally. them because I'm totally. so sick of oh, it. Yeah. And they're That's just so too. nauseating. Yep. And like yep. Charlie and I were talking like about like month like I think you and I were talking a couple weeks ago when the rumor was going on about Charlotte mm -hmm. and Andrade breaking up, which I actually don't know that that's true anymore. But no, they're, they're we together. just were talking about how lovey dovey and like it's like you're just overcompensating when you're doing yep. that. They're they're already starting their relationship off on that foot. Yep. What are you trying to prove? What are you trying to prove? I've said it in the past too. The moment that you let fans know that you're in a relationship, yep. especially females guys will turn on you and not like you anymore and yep, I, exactly. I mean it's no secret that exactly, i was like lo i love taekwondo i still do but now she's probably 50 percent in my book now she used to be a <laughs> yep. hundred she is yep. down to a 50 percent because honestly wow. it's very immature love it's very yeah, totally. just adolescent fucking yep. rainbows and lollipops this is great honestly it ain't real they they kind of they're real. having a little fun honeymoon stage yeah they just fucked yep. up a marriage yeah, exactly. Uh, she, didn't, she didn't want to be called a home wrecker. She got off yeah, of social exactly. media for a little bit, but it really didn't take them long to get on and make it very exclusive that we were they were and they're actually throwing the L word around a lot. They're Ugh. like, "Love you, babe." Who's trying like, to convince? That's so, yeah, exactly. So, We'll see. I might be we'll down to a thirty percent now. now. Actually, now they think. About and you know, it. you know the exception. I agree with you, but the exception of that rule for me has been Anna J. I mean, I think she's still with Jungle Boy. They don't make a big deal out of it. She yeah, posted, exactly. She posted exactly. one picture once. I also exactly. think it's because I think that highly of Jungle Boy that it doesn't bother yeah. me. But it's like that. Yeah. You know, they're acting like adults about it. They don't yeah, need to right. know you. Everybody doesn't need to know your whole life. You know, right? Just exactly. Some stuff private. Totally, it's bad especially, for business. especially in the situation they were in, where it's obviously he cheated on her with mm -hmm. his fiance, or he dumped mm -hmm. her and moved on super quick. It's just, oh, it's yeah. not this, good. There was no rebound. This was like a Dennis Rodman rebound. He went up and snatched the ball. <laughs> oh, you knew they, you knew they were dating. You know they were um, fucking around when they were uh, before, while he was engaged, dude. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if they're done by summer. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked I either. I do give it think six that... months. Give it six months. Yeah. Yeah. Sammy Guevara has been one of those guys in AEW who, you know, I, I feel like fans love him, but at the same time, I, I've never really understood that. And yeah, the guy's, <laughs> um, he's fantastic in the ring. Don't get I think that's wrong. why he's really, yeah, he's, really he's come improved. so far that I think people have appreciated that. And his For body's sure. getting in good and shape And he's funny. Now. Like his character. Like when he, even when he was with um, the inner circle as a heel. I mean, he's still with the inner circle, but when he was a heel. But he was like trying to sing along to Judas, but messing up the words and stuff. Yeah. I mean, he, he kind of had that stretch where he was just comic gold and being really talented. I think that's what kind of endeared him.
Yeah, I would agree. I, I think in real life, you know, he's consistently proven though how much of a, a bro he can be at times. And yeah, that's never got good suspended. For... Yeah. 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 Well, we had to spout off a little bit about that uh, relationship because it was really kind of <laughs> grinding my gears. Oh, yeah. Me too. Oh, yeah. Aired it out a little bit. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm, uh, sure yeah. he ca- I'm sure he cares what we think. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, and if and if fans uh, that are regular listeners of Keep the Cave Fade, shoot us a note on Instagram and Facebook. Let us know your Ty Conte and Eddie, um, not Eddie, Sammy Guevara uh, opinions on their disgustingly beautiful and over the top love. Makes me and, so and you know what? This, he, he's just he, Sammy. Just better be careful. You know, he's this interim champion, and he's all lovey dovey. He's he's got, he's losing his eye off the prize, and if he's not careful, oh yeah, he, uh, all ego. Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky are gonna make him pay. Oh, oh God, yeah. kill me. And that's all gonna be Ty's fault. He's gonna turn yep. on her. The fans are gonna turn on her. She's gonna get pissed. Oh, it's gonna be a <laughs> Tony Khan is gonna lose millions because of millions, this right? Anyway, if you want to see their beautiful Brazil no. um, trip, she documents basically every moment, every hour of her story. <laughs> yeah, so Jesus, go ahead yeah. if you want to see and lovely thing, you Brazil. Know, I wouldn't even, you, I wouldn't even look at it. I things you need I'm to like, see, like Sammy and uh, Ty's dad both shirtless flexing and stuff like it's, that. It's uh, hey, bro. If you want to know, I, I fucking looked. They uh, <laughs> they were on a boat the other day, and they were like grill. It looks awesome. It looks awesome. I've always wanted to go to South America, definitely Brazil, Argentina, Peru, blah blah blah. But it doesn't matter. They were on a they were on a boat, and they were grilling off the back, fucking blue water. Then they're like on the pier. They're doing their little band exercises. She's doing fucking lunges, right? And Sammy's like got this eight pack going it's just like god damn you fucking guys and then like hey after we're done with the and one once we're done with our workout we're gonna hop on another boat and just cruise out to an island and eat dinner at a restaurant that was basically built just on this small little island and you know they're fucking wealthy enjoy it family, while you live can the goddamn dream yeah <sighs> for now Someday. whatever I'm, I'm happy too so just remember, exactly. just remember the wise words that Charlie has said that like, yeah, those guys, those, those guys that like do the home wrecking, they'll get their home wrecked one day. I mean, oh, yeah. It, it's same not way lasting. you got her, same way you're losing, losing her. Yeah. She'll cheat. It. She'll cheat on him or he'll cheat on her. It's a matter of which one does it. Wise words from the Chuckster, baby. It's going to be yep. Sammy cheating on her. Spoiler alert. Yep. Yeah. Dumbass. Uh, yeah. You never know, though. There's some other opinions flying around the uh, internet. Uh, one of our buddies, uh, the What Culture podcast, they said the AEW is getting a little stale. Now, I don't listen to What Culture because um, Matt, Steve, I think Charlie gets in on it more, and I just uh, I don't want it to be overload. I I kind of try to play the the person on. I actually I actually don't listen to any wrestling podcasts anymore because I like to hear the news from you and learn along with the listeners. So, uh, what's what what's What Culture saying about? AEW that it's kind of getting a little stale. What's up? I, I I threw this one out there, but I mean I think I listen a couple times a week, and I think Matt like might listen far more than that. But uh, so Matt, by all means, interrupt me. But since I brought this up before the show, um, I think they're just concerned. Like they're not like saying AEW sucks or anything, but I think what they're saying is that it feels like they were really making an effort to make an impression week after week, and now they're just sort of getting. I don't know if the word's lazy or just sort of like 
pulling it back and like, you know, and then, you know, on the positive side, you know, maybe they're not trying to give too much in every single episode, but on the negative that now they're just started becoming ordinary week to week. Um, I don't know, Matt, is there anything like with their point that I'm glossing over? No, I think that's actually a really good uh, way to paraphrase it. I, I think the biggest takeaway, and I kind of agree to some of the things they've said at a lot of points. So that, you know, these are really my thoughts. Um, I do agree with them to some extent that I just feel like dynamite in particular hasn't been as enjoyable over the last couple months. I really think the biggest reason for that is I think a lot of their booking patterns are starting to become very visible. It's because you have a lame champion. Yeah. It's it's unfortunate. That's why I'm telling you. Some of our listeners might be yelling, Oh fuck you guys at the microphone right now. But um, Charlie makes a really good point. You know, the, the title picture I think when Kenny Omega was champion, admittedly, he wasn't my favorite champion, but I think he gave that title great comedy yep. more prestige than it has right now. And yes, he was great comedian. Hangman Page, I, I don't really know who he is, and he doesn't seem to know who he is either, which they're making into the storyline, but I, I don't like that. As a champion, you should have figured that out by now and be at a point where you're ready to lead the company right now well you know, and he's going it alone with not with no manager like don Callis. don Callis was just as important as much to yeah, exactly. As Kenny Omega. exactly yes. he, made Kenny that. Had, he made that yep i yeah. mean he's kind of the lone ranger uh to be quite frank uh with the with the championship he's going it alone well which, right. is, which is hard for his and age I think to, and experience I, level i guess yeah one thing i would say to contribute to what matt just said i feel like like maybe my take on it is that the story, the multi-year story of Hangman's ascension was so compelling, but maybe it was just the story. And now, now that he's there, it's not interesting anymore. Like the story was the chase. The excitement was yes. In the chase. This is exactly what I'm yes. saying. Yeah, kind of like it's Sammy like, Guevara and Ty Conti. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think there was much chase. They're just you know, jumping yeah, right. right in. Um, <laughs> no, but I think yeah, I think I think that's a great observation. I think that like I don't know. I th- he and uh, Brian Danielson, you know, like that gave him legitimacy from an in ring mm-hmm. because he hung with with Brian Danielson. But there's got to be more, and I don't know that I don't know that Lance Archer is gonna. I mean, I like oh, I like that's, An, that's, I like Ann Slasher, but I don't Same know man. that he's gonna elevate no. Hangman. And maybe no, they're just buying time, and they're gonna go back to the well. They can't. Is Moxley they, can't come back as a heel after what he's gone through? No, no. So they, I don't know they're, if they're gonna, Adam Cole is probably the magic. Yeah, yeah the, yes. Adam, hopefully Adam Cole's down the line. This Lance Hoyt thing is just a Buying filler time. to the to the next one. It's you know Lance ain't winning that title, so it's no, it's not even it's not even a good it's it's WWF booking. Okay, let's let's throw a heel in here now and get him. Throw over. a monster to overcome. That, yeah, and I, that's the exact issue. Is every challenger Hangman Page has had to this point? Granted, it's been Brian Danielson and now Lance Archer. I never thought for a second that he was going to lose the title to either of them after two years of work that AEW put into making him champion. And I think that, Charlie, to your point, that might be part of the issue is Hangman Page is an amazing wrestler. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I, but I th- And I think we talked about this a little bit when he actually won the title at Full Gear. I think instead of this feeling of just absolute, like, yes, this is all paid off, it was like, yeah, that was a good match. Glad they tied it off, right? It, it just kind of like, cool, dot that, what's next? Um, and I think that slight 
you know, I think I have a feeling there's this feeling amongst AEW fans that that story was built to such a high standard. And then this bubble popped because I don't feel it lived up to the expectations. And now we're getting matches being booked sort of like that continue to build on that to elevate hangman page to be like this amazing champion. But at the same time, you know, it's almost like rinse, repeat opponents, like the storyline behind it hasn't been that compelling as least not as much for me as it was when Kenny Omega was champion. And Hangman Page is a great wrestler, like I said before, but Brian Danielson in their first feud, I feel, carried most of that story and that oh, yeah. oh, come totally. out every week and cut these amazing promos. And Hangman Page, you know, was a great supporting character, but that's the problem. He was the supporting mm, he was character. just there. Just there to bounce these comments off of, but he's the guy holding the belt. And in he's, AEW he's... history, that's never been the case. The guys who were champ yeah. are on another level and not the guy Jericho Moxley exactly. Kenny the guy who was the champion didn't need to prove anything because that's right. why he was champion this one it's like they gave somebody the title and they're continuing to need to prove that person right and it's and- weird like this week got weird too because it's like Lambert came out and you know Lambert's character I'm still trying to figure out because he is this despicable loudmouth heel but he doesn't say things that are wrong it's like he called out Cody and now you know he was kind of making fun of uh Hangman but it's like was he wrong it's like he is yeah. kind of a he is kind of a phony cowboy so it's yeah. like what do you what does that do for Hangman to have your like vile villain essentially call out his legit flaws Lam- so it's Lambert weird. is Lambert really is kind of like that drunk uncle. He he looks like a Sunday dad that like rakes leaves <laughs> on Saturdays and just has these opinions. Bitches, you're not yeah. that, you're right. He's not very wrong. He just does not have a look that's convincing or like like he'll never be at the top of the totem pole. He'll always be a mid-card mouthpiece. Um but you're right. I I think I think I don't know. I think you guys are right that Adam Cole is the money. Page. How long? Oh, Cole, like, Cole. Cole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. What did I say? No, you had. Sorry, you I, said I, it right. I misspoke. You said it right. you. I get you said the two right. mixed up. Yeah, you got it right. I'm just like I said. I'm notorious for fucking up names, That's, and I don't yeah. even hear myself when I say I'm. So, it was me this anywho, time. I was like, "What? What's the path? What are the logistics for Cole to get this belt? When are we going to see it? Probably by All Out. Probably is yep. the deadline." That's, yeah, that's um, probably that's probably the big match. That's a good because, timeline. Yeah, because mm-hmm. even if even if um, Murder Hawk won it, how exciting is that? No one's gonna be. No one's no, dying no. to see that. People are no. die would are dying to see a guy like Adam Cole with that title. Honestly, do his that's thing. WWE shit. If you give a guy that has long braids that go down to his ass that are dyed <laughs> red and blonde with um you know, weird ass tattoos and a goatee that's also braided. That's like a WWE champion. I think I think they're trying yeah. to give like these belts, like give it more of like a more relatable, like a real superhero, I don't know, real champ they, look. And I and Cole would be the guy. Yeah. Like if he's would, paid his would, dues in all different promotions. We know he's a great champion when he was over NXT, like Rover carrying that belt. Yeah. Right. And he's still I, just white hot with AEW. Sorry, Charlie, go ahead. Yeah, and I never liked. I mean, when Lance with uh, when he went to AEW, I never liked that look. When you get a chance, go back and Google him in New Japan. He had a yeah. way better look, dude. I don't mm-hmm. like that look he's got. It's stupid. 
it's like yeah, yeah it's almost like he's like yeah all of, like you know mike it's... mike just listed it all out and i like in, yeah. in hearing all that it's like yeah it's like they're trying luck. to do too much with one character it's like it just seems one. like a confused like a confused yeah. person that's like i'm edgy but i don't i'm not really sure of myself i'm kind of insecure <laughs> i'm gonna try too hard yeah. yeah yeah and i'm huge i i just beat the shit out of anybody that gets out of my way because that's what i should do he seems like a confused soul He's got to figure it out. I think they got to do a little uh, remake of his look because, I or, mean, it worked when AEW first, like, came out because, like, his vignettes were all in black and white. He had Jake the Snake with him, you know, and that's when AEW was in its infancy, too. It was still young and exciting, and it's like, whatever. Well, hey, who else you bringing, uh, bringing here? But now it's established, and we're kind of seeing this trend now where we're getting WWE people in that we love. It's like, yo, those kind of mismatched toys uh, are kind of not fitting in well, this think, thing right now. Well, yeah, I, th- I think I think they're letting a lot of those guys go now because I just saw, like, Peter Avalon. He has a thing he's taking independent booking. So I think they're letting some of those guys that – letting some of those guys they sign just to have a roster. I think they're kind of like – letting their contracts expire and not resigning them. that's smart yeah like you said big and- swole him there's a lot of guys that probably thin out which is cool that they're not firing at him firing right. him yeah they're just letting their contract run out and go do your thing and then you know maybe you'll come back and if you get a bigger rep and honestly, Lance Archer, I mean, like you said, he he came in on a swell of a little bit of a high because of the work he did in New Japan and that. But I think at this point in time, at his age and kind of the way the rosters manifested, I mean, okay, he'll still serve a purpose to feed to the champion, but I, I think they could probably let a Lance Archer go and not miss a beat at this point or a Brian Cage. I mean, those guys filled a role. I mean, I, I'm not saying that to slam them, but I think they've kind of moved past that. Like, yeah brian cage great yeah. look not a super endearing personality probably don't yeah. need those guys right now that's right we got miro yeah, in the wings who is 10 times more compelling than both of them combined they don't need brian cage all these people reminds me of ronnie from the jersey shore yeah <laughs> oh it totally does yeah yeah he yes. does never thought about that but you're totally yeah. right um yeah. real quickly not to not to shift gears on you guys too much but getting back to um, the original discussion of AEW and just, you know, what culture talking about, you know, are, what are they doing wrong or what are some of the things that are starting to slip? Before we started recording tonight, we had talked about this as one of the topics for the show. And I actually came up with a few things that I've noticed, at least that I think it could be better on AEW or they need to stop doing. And I think the big part of the issue is all these things are happening at the same time right now. And it's just kind of making each show seem less and less compelling i guess Uh, the biggest thing for me you know funny enough we were just talking about dan lambert in my opinion that guy needs to go away like (laughs) he was funny for a while and i know i said similar things about don Callis, (laughs) but but he comes out he does the same thing every week the biggest thing is he's supporting man's don Callis. yeah right he's supporting ethan page and scorpio sky and those guys haven't even gotten over because of it they're they're more Mm -hmm. irrelevant now than they were in may or whenever dan lambert first made his appearance it doesn't fit i just i told i told you about dan lambert's outfits and then scorpio sky and ethan page look like gq models yeah it just doesn't there's no synergy right there it's really weird it's yeah, weird, yeah. Ahead, yeah. So, so that's a piece of it. Um, I think some of the WWE folks who have signed with AEW haven't quite played out as well as I hoped. The biggest one that comes to mind, actually, as of late, is Malachi Black. Um, 
I don't know what it is. Like he came out red hot with that squash match over Cody. Immediately, I, everyone was thinking this guy's going to be someone. And then he got booked 50-50 with Cody and a bunch of other ex-WWE guys. And now he's just kind of there. I think the debut of Brody King is a good thing. I, yeah. I think yeah, he's, he's forming a stable think, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think they'll be going after the tag team titles. I, I hope so. They look like the best, most compelling yep. tag team. And yep. if I Julia think, Hart think, ends up yeah. turning and you know becomes part of their faction awesome i i could totally see all that working out um what if ruby riot joined this fucking squad too in the house (laughs) of black she's tatted up just like all those people i mean i don't know i mean i think they can tell a compelling story they just need the the backing ruby's in the time ruby's ruby's gotta keep her as a face she's getting a title i know one of those titles in a matter of time i'm just playing devil's advocate a little bit just to fucking snap it around but yeah i hear you think, sorry matt no, no i, I think matt I, I think the tag team thing is like yeah i think i think he lost i think yeah cody beating him inexplicably did not help him but now i think they're regrouping and i think this stable he's wanted to form like this this will be his second wind I, I hope yeah yeah i think so i think it will be that's a great tag team right there they got so many yep. damn good tag teams it's insane right really good it's awesome, and especially with the big roster. It's such a smart move on their part as well. It gives yeah, everybody time. Gets, everybody's involved. Yeah. They have triple. They have six man and 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 tag team matches as main events man. all yeah. the damn time. Yeah, I'd love to see a trios title. I think that would even maximize. Need, yeah, more. And, and, I think and add a, and add an open weight title like New Japan. Mm. Yeah, that's the that's the thing that I think they really need to do is they need more belts. They have all the talent in the world. A little too much, to be quite honest with you. Uh, like star studded and uh there just needs to be a little something more on the line for them to wrestle yeah the one yeah yeah, for sure for teams yeah that was actually one of the other things i was going to mention is uh, you know i feel like rampage is a very inessential show at this point i think Mm -hmm. it's proven to be like not really needed to keep up with what's going on in aew i like rampage it's a good match yeah i like it i like it it's fun. I to think watch. every match is good. Oh yeah, Same for here. sure. Yeah, if all you want is the matches without the fat, it's a great show. Um, but you know, one of the things you got to think about too is they have so many trios matches, and a lot of those actually do end yeah. up being on Rampage. If there were a trios title and these matches had some stakes, I think I would be much more invested in them than I am right now. Because right now, it's just a means to build a feud, and I think AEW is almost relying on it a little too heavily. You know, we'll see. You know two guys fight feud with two other guys and they each have a friend on the outside who comes in to help them which turns it into a trios match on rampage with then which then builds to an eight man on next week's dynamite it the booking devices are almost too predictable at this point and too obvious so i, I do think a trios title would help with that though at least give it some legs well everybody's got friends apparently except anybody who wrestles Britt baker for the title because like i don't understand like i know it's fake but it's like she comes out with two people that cheat constantly and then these dummies that wrestle her bring nobody out and it's <laughs> like I mean, obviously there was going to be a point where that backfires on brit but it's like how stupid like i don't know i i, I, I don't know it's so no, dumb <laughs> there's got to be a point and i feel soon the aew has to start pulling the trigger on some of these dream matches i'll call them in the women's division like everybody's waiting to see thunder rosa go back up against Britt baker and i think the time almost has well actually i still get excited about it i shouldn't say the time has passed for yeah like the 
fruits out of the juice or but whatever. But if they, they wrestle, if they wrestle again, the, the trigger needs to be pulled. Yes, exactly. Totally. For sure. And also now that Jade Cargill has the TBS women's championship, who's her first opponent going to be like, is there even anything being built to that? I, I think there's a lot of opportunity know. in the women's division. There's a lot of women who have been elevated lately, which is awesome. You know, I, AEW seems to be taking the long way around building up potential challengers, but even now, no one really believable comes to mind with the exception of Thunder Rosa. And now we see Mercedes Martinez in AEW now as of late as well. There's maybe some potential there. Um, but beyond that, yeah, it's... She's probably, you know, she and Thunder Rosa are going to probably have some really good matches, but hopefully with the purpose of elevating Thunder Rosa. Like yeah, hopefully. Mercedes at her age and everything should just be a hand that kind of puts the quality up, but it's not going to win any belts. I would assume CR says a good hand, a good hand. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, yeah you're right. Ty Conte got... ain't going after it. She's too, uh, in the Sammy Guevara. <laughs> well, and TJ, she did, are just she did get it. She did get a title shot. She did. And it looked good. Yeah. I think in Statlander, I mean, there's people that they could pull the trigger on, but they've already lost the title shot. So I don't know. They got to figure that out. I think Thunder Rosa is the magic for the, uh, for the women's or the whatever the main title and then uh i think right now it's just like jade just won it and hasn't showed up since so i think that's a complete open maybe it's ruby one more time but i don't know i don't know we'll find out definitely well with that i mean we usually uh pump aew's tires to the max but it was kind of good to break it down to see how they can do better because honestly you don't get better without a little hardship a little growing pains you know, the ex- so, you know, we're, what, two and a half years in with this promotion officially. You know, it's good to keep them honest. And hopefully people down in Jacksonville are listening. They and are. And we appreciate you all listening, too, because we got a great promo of the week coming up right here. Yes. Uh, we got uh, a really good submission from one of our listeners in Winnipeg. This could be the one uh, that we shouted out in the past before. He said his name is Keith from Winnipeg, and he's like, all of us up here love Keep the Kayfabe, and we love Mike because he loves hockey so much. He says, go Jets. Hey, I love the Jets. They got a good, strong team. Blake Wheeler, Connor Hollabuck, Mark Chifley. The guys on the show might not know at all least, these guys, but well, I'm a least, fan. At least there's a Jets team in North America that doesn't suck. True that, yeah. <laughs> I love that north of the border. I, but he, I think they might be better next year. They finished up kind of better. We're talking <laughs> football. Yeah, we're talking football. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you're cool. Yeah, but go ahead. Oh, they, oh, they can only get better, I believe, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, he submits um one of the the greatest Canadian wrestlers and men on the mic. Mr. Roddy Roddy Piper from Saskatoon. No. He's with Mean Gene Oakland. I haven't listened to this yet, but um, it says Roddy Roddy Piper's best dick jokes with Mean Gene. So this should be interesting. Let's see uh, what Roddy's got to say with old Mean Gene. All right, fans, my guest at this time is the very controversial host of Piper's Pit. He is from Glasgow, Scotland. His name, Howard, just a second. How could you hand me that chair? Roddy Piper, I kind of yeah. appreciate the way that uh, that you do business on Piper's Pit. Well, and I thought... Uh, well, let me grab a chair of my own here. Well, sure. Well, sit down. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you hey, don't kill a good thing here, Howard. 
Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I just thought I'd come around, say hi, and see if you had anything on your mind for a change. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I do. But you know what I'm going to do? Right. I'm going to be a nice guy. I'm not going to insult you. Who's this? Junkyard dog. Drap. <laughs> You're not going to insult me. Okay, then see you know, that nice. Roddy, oh, I'd yes. like to have you tell me about Glasgow. I, I, I hear so many good things about Glasgow, Scotland. Uh, okay, I'll tell you about Glasgow. They have filthy rivers. They have nasty, nasty countryside. They have horrible, horrible people. That's why I left. <laughs> now tell me, tell me about Poland. <laughs> well, what, what would you like to know about Poland? Uh, why did you leave? Well, I... Uh, let's forget that, forget that. I'm going to ask okay. you, this, this is not Piper's Pit. No, I'm the, I'm the host of this. You know, one, one thing, though, that I, I would like to discuss with you is maybe a sore subject. Is a gentleman uh, by the name of... I've been, I know Hot Rod's been tired lately. Go ahead, though. I don't mis, mind. Mr. Wonderful, Mr. Uh, Wonderful, yeah. Paul Orndorff. Oh, Mr. Wonderful. Uh, all of a sudden, oh. now I get a rise out of you. Oh. After we talked about oh, your house, no, now I get a rise hard. out of you. It's hard to get a rise from me. Mr. Wonderful. I've heard. Mr. Wonderful, you heard that he's wonderful. Uh, you've been talking to the apes and the giraffes and chimpanzees again, haven't you? Mr. Wonderful, I think to myself, sometimes late at night, I'll lay back in my bed. I'll close my eyes. He won't even cross my mind. <laughs> Not a damn thing about him. The other day, though, I was in a store. People were talking. Never mentioned his name. Are you starting to lose your hair? Am I what? <laughs> well, I see you've got a little, little, little receding hairline. Uh, you'd be an expert at it, wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, you would know if someone was starting to lose their hair, wouldn't you? Tell me something. Did you start to lose your hair on the top of your head all over? Uh, yes, well, I, uh, at, at, not, not actually all over. Not all, not actually all over? No, no that's just on just the top the, of my head. Just on the top of your head. That just comes with time. Now, Orndorff, he's got lots of hair. If you're looking at him from the north end going south, he's got plenty of hair. Nice hair down his back. Along Excuse me, pal. Hi. She's all over. She's history. Stick a fork in you right now because we're done. I don't Thank call you. me that, right? Thank you. Well, there you have it. One of the best in the biz, Roddy Roddy Piper. Two of the best in that series right there. Most yeah. definitely. One of those uh, promos that, not sure it's aged the best, but it still makes you laugh a little bit, right? Um, it kind of takes me back to, for those of our longtime listeners, um, I want to say it was episode 58 when we interviewed Greg Gagne and Jim Brunzel at Crusher Fest Live. And uh, Greg tells a very funny story about Bobby Heenan that, also oh, yeah. hasn't aged very well. That just kind of makes me, it makes me think of this promo and vice versa. So if you haven't heard that interview, go back. I, th- I believe it's episode 58. Check it out. Um, great stories those guys tell. But there's one joke in particular about Bobby Heenan uh, and some Japanese comrades who, uh, yeah, it, just check it out. Tell, tell them Mr. Okichimpo sent you. Yes. There it is. Yeah, I couldn't remember what it was. It's actually our most downloaded episode. It leads the charts out of all of our 70 episodes that Keep the Cave has recorded and released. And uh, what would be even better is if you subscribe to Keep the Cave Fabe on Instagram and Facebook. Shoot us a note what you want us to hear. Submit your favorite promo of the week. Follow us on Spotify iTunes and Google Podcasts and you know what it is Dr. Martin Luther King Day today and you know the man had a dream and probably part of it was 
he probably wished everybody stay humble, stay hungry, and stay hard. Triple H! Woo!